0: How concerning was Dak Prescott's play in 2022? All that more this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast.
1: You are Locked On Cowboys, your locked daily
0: Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast locked Network, your locked team on. every locked day. Locked On. Locked. 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 locked On. Locked On Cowboys. Locked On Cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in, and we'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Today's podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. They've got a special offer for our listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. I am Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, we are starting our positional reviews from the 2022 season. How are you doing today, buddy?
1: I'm doing well. Um, I'm, you know, really still hyped up from all the uh, the the pro bowl activities. Uh, just uh, just really makes me want to run through a wall watching all that. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. No, I'm ready. I, I, I'm ready to talk, uh, talk to kind of dive into the uh, the 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 corpse of the uh, 2022 Cowboys season and uh, start taking a look and seeing exactly what went right, and what went wrong, and yeah. uh, man, we, what a spot! We've got to start, some time
0: though. before before the combine. Right, combine doesn't start until later this month. We've got you know another month until free agency. So before we get to all that, it's time to kind of look back at the season, reflect on everything that happened, just not just the San Fran game, but uh, let's, let's start with the quarterback. Uh, The biggest storyline for the Cowboys quarterbacks this year was. Oh, the, I mean, as far as just
1: biggest storyline, you have to think that the injury to Dak Prescott at the beginning of the season, biggest storyline, right? Simply because of the fact that it, you know, really kind of set a tone, uh, changed the tone almost immediately of the season, you know, kind of going in and, and really, uh, uh, Kind of completely di- diverge the tone of the season uh, as it was headed, you know, kind of right in that game before Dak got injured. I mean, I think you saw what was going on uh, with the offense, really struggling to move the ball and, and score points against Tampa. Uh, and I think that that very much was going to be kind of the, the 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 narrative of the season, especially the early part of the season, is what's going on with this offense. How do how you get the offense back on track? Uh, And then obviously uh, Dak breaks his thumb and Mm -hmm. it kind of changes the angles on everything. And now suddenly you're leaving the first uh, game of the season with the narrative of, well, how uh, can the season even be salvaged? I mean, you know, Dak's potentially going to be out for more than half the year. What are you even going to be able to do this year while he's gone? So, um, you know, I, I think the fact that we went from the crazy swing of just absolute doom and gloom the moment uh, that Dak hurt his thumb all the way back to hope uh, after uh, Cooper Rush did what he did uh, uh, during Dak's absence. Uh, I think that really kind of was a a launching point in a lot of ways to the, to the success that they had the rest of the regular season.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the biggest storyline for me, right? Like they were able to survive a Dak Prescott injury in a way that, We've really never seen a a Cowboys team survive an injury like this at quarterback before. Like, yes, Dak missed a game last year and they beat Minnesota, but when's the last time they went like a five-game stretch without things completely falling apart when they lost their quarterback? Like, honestly, you have to go back to the 90s, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, it may not even exist then. Uh, You know, it's just – it's not a very common thing that you lose your quarterback for, for more than a month uh, and then survive, you know, uh, to to continue to make it into the playoffs and, and and thrive. I mean, honestly, they've you know they won four games, so uh, five games, right? Uh, so or yeah, so I, I, I think yeah,
0: five and one with Cooper Rush, five yeah.
1: and one. So yeah, so I think it it it's, it was a testament. I think if anything, it kind of helped remind all of us uh, just what kind of team this was, and and and, yeah. and and then how well built it was just outside of the quarterback. Uh, uh, so I, I think, if anything, uh, you know, we're talking about the quarterbacks and the performance that they had this season, but I, I think the biggest storyline uh, of the season involving the quarterbacks really taught us more about the rest of the team outside of the quarterbacks more than anything, I
0: would say. Yeah, and my next question for you was, what was going to be the most surprising development regarding this position? I think it's the same thing, right? Yeah. It's that they were able to have success on offense without Dak. Now, obviously not the same level of success, but they were able to win games – with Cooper Rush, honestly, if if you would have told me going into the stretch, hey, Dak is going to miss uh, three game or sorry, six games, would you settle for a three and three record during that time? I would have been like, yeah, absolutely, sign absolutely. me up all day. But to go five and one with Cooper Rush, I mean, shocking to me.
1: Yeah, and again, like I think if anything gave you uh, a shot of confidence, if anything was kind of pr- a-, a proof of of a talented team, I think it was this, you know, is, is to yeah. be put behind the eight ball so badly and then to be able to kind of recover from that and, and be able to like, uh, uh, you know, honestly, not just like survive, but thrive. And, and I think yep. that was yep. a really
0: huge thing for the Cowboys and their confidence level. All right. Uh, when we come back, we're going to be talking about how concerned are we about Dak Prescott's play at the end of the year. And is 2023 a make or break year for Dak? More on that in just a second. Today's episode is sponsored by Better Help Therapy Online. Unfortunately, life doesn't come with a user manual, so when it's not working for you, it's normal to feel stuck. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and help you learn productive coping skills, which that makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient, secure, and accessible anywhere, 100% online. Everyone deserves to feel their best. BetterHelp make it, makes it easy to get started. As the world's largest therapy service, they've matched millions of people with professionally licensed and uh, vetted ther- therapists available 100% online all the benefits of in-person therapy plus it's more convenient more accessible and more affordable all you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to match you with a therapist but if things aren't clicking you can easily switch therapists at any time for any reason it couldn't be any simpler no waiting rooms no traffic no endless searching for the right therapist get unstuck with better help Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. That is betterhelp.com slash locked on. Today's show is also brought to you by FanDuel. The only app that you need at your Super Bowl party this year is FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. We're really excited to, to partner with FanDuel because they are America's number one sports book. And if you're new to FanDuel, it's even better because they've got so many cool features and promos running right now. All you have to do is download the FanDuel app so you can start betting on Super Bowl 57, and you'll get a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, FanDuel let you bet on literally everything from the money line, the point spreads, the teasers, the parlays, same-game parlays you can wager on uh, what color Gatorade will be dunked, uh, dumped <laughs> on the winning coach. The FanDuel app, uh, Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid instantly when you win. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash on to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That is FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, Lena, let's talk about Dak. Um, how concerned were you with his play at the end of the year with the turnovers and then what we saw from him in the, the, the playoff game against the 49ers? Well, I mean, I, I'm concerned
1: with, with the way that the offense looked, absolutely. I mean, I think with Dak, it, it's a matter of you know him trying to push hard when, when op- good options weren't there. I think that's been an issue with him since the beginning. I, I don't know if that's so much a problem with Dak. You know? I think that that's more of needing to give Dak more options and better <laughs> solutions than you know, trying to force you know, throws into tight windows when they aren't there at times. Um, you know, I think that Dak is, uh, is aggressive and that that can get out of control at times when, Mm -hmm. um, when he's having to press, when he's having to, uh, kind of carry things a little bit more than maybe he should. Um, and I think that that manifests itself into interceptions at times when he's again, trying to make it work when it, it shouldn't have to work, you know, when, when, uh, there isn't enough separation on the play, or you feel like you need that third down and there's nowhere else to go. Uh, He's going to try it. And I think the aggressiveness is good to uh, some degree, but the, but it shouldn't. I think the problem is, is that he, he's trying to go to it more than we should have, than should have to be necessary, I guess is the way to put it. He shouldn't have to feel the need to force some of those throws. Uh, You know, and if, the idea of changing offenses is, is that we're hope, hopefully, you know, going to be producing more opportunities for Dak to throw to, to more open wide receivers than they are currently. Um, I'm I'm thinking, hoping that that will be a benefit for him, but I, I don't have any like uh, concerns that Dak isn't the, the quarterback we need or that he's regressed or any of that. I, I think it's more a matter of, Dak's a good quarterback who's trying to make it work. And at times when he doesn't have enough to make it work Uh, and sometimes that he can do it and sometimes he can't do it. Um, And so I think that it's, it's not uh, too different than kind of what we had talked about at different points last year, where Dak needs more options. I think we, we, Mm -hmm. we gave him uh, some easy button options, but we also took away uh, some of the kind of, you know, receiver easy button options, which we needed to. So, um, I, I think that the, that you know the, the thought process to me is that they're they're moving to more of a West Coast offense, try to give Dak some more kind of easy throws, uh, you know, more options to kind of make uh throws where the receivers are on the move and can can gain yards, uh, and in the hopes that it won't require Dak to have to press so hard to find a receiver to throw the football to
0: at, at moments when he absolutely has to. It, it, Dak is so interesting to me because I, I agree with everything you said. Um I feel like when early on in his career, when things got chaotic and the play broke down, he was excellent, partly because he could just take off and run if things weren't there. Now that we're kind of in this part of his career where he can still do that at times, as we saw in the playoff games, but he has to rely more on arm talent and stuff now than his legs And he's just not Patrick Mahomes or Justin Herbert or Josh Allen when it comes to like the arm stuff. Right. So he has to win. He has to win in different ways. And I feel like that's when his, his footwork in some of the technique gets really sloppy. And that's when you'll see him miss high or make throws that he usually wouldn't make. So it's, how do you, how do you prevent things from getting chaotic and having him press too much? Is it, Is it more of a West coast offense or is it like a Seattle offense where you run, 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 run. And then, you know, you limit your quarterback to 27 throws a game or whatever. I don't think that's the option. I actually think Dak is better the more he throws, but I agree with you. When he presses, he's just, it just hasn't, the success hasn't
1: been there. Well, it's better. I mean, it's clearly Dak is a better presser when he's in rhythm, you know, and he's kind of able to just reel off a whole bunch of passes in a row. Right. And it's kind of, get into that. And that's that's a lot of what you're going to see more in the West Coast offense, you know, a lot of quick concepts, short passing, um, you know, throws to the running back out of the backfield. You know, it's 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 there isn't, you know, West Coast offense obviously has elements of the run game and you saw that even with McCarthy there, but I think that there there also is uh pat lots of passing, you know, on early downs to kind of get things open. They'll use the pass game as part you know, kind of an extension of the run game. Mm-hmm. And I think what it is is that it's not reliant on, um, you know, having to have your wide receivers kind of create separation at the top of their routes and then hope that Dak gets to them before the defense backs to right? Well,
0: and that's what I was going to say. Like, it's not that Dak is bad in unfavorable situations because you look at the numbers and actually it's the complete opposite. Like, I think him and Mahomes were the two quarterbacks best in the league this year on like third and 11 plus. It's just – when you're asking him to make throws to guys that are covered or just aren't open, that's where he could struggle a little bit.
1: Yeah. I mean, the, the, the issue that I see, and I think that these things are tied, right? Like the, when he's, when he's going through progressions and you see guys kind of standing because they finished their route or when he's breaking the pocket uh, and it's time to kind of scramble drill, I think the part of the issue that he hasn't been as effective in scramble drills is, I think that the guys that are running it with them haven't been as good. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think CeeDee Lamb has some ability to it, but the guy that he really relied on to kind of be that that really valuable, you know, receiver in a scramble drill is Michael Gallup. And Gallup is kind of slowly still working his way back in. So I think that he, he needs to add that element back into it. But I also think, too, that, you know, throwing it early in the down and not having to have Dak sit in the pocket so long to wait for plays to develop Uh, You know, and at every passing concept, I think that will be beneficial to him just to kind of get him. There's so many of these games where it feels like you you just want to see Dak complete a couple of quick passes early in the game to get him into the rhythm of the game, right? Yes, which
0: is so funny because when I was watching the end of the year, I just, I I was telling somebody that I was watching the game with, it's I feel like if Dallas could get that first, first down, they're scoring a touchdown, right? On that drive, it's it's sometimes it was all or nothing for them. At the end of the year, they get the first, first down, Boom! They're walking down the field. If not, this offense really struggles. The Tampa Bay game is a perfect example. Of yeah, that. yeah, the first two drives they couldn't gain a yard, and then they scored touchdowns in five straight drives. After that, it's it's wild. Yeah, and
1: and I think that that's you know that's one area where I'd love to see that some improvement is that early script. You know, just to kind of get Dak involved and and like in the game without a lot of difficult effort to kind of get him there, right? Uh, and I think it would make a huge difference for for Dak and for the, the offense overall.
0: All right. So we're going to have a lot of the offseason to talk about Mike McCarthy's new offense. And I, I'm assuming they're going back to a more standard West Coast offense. That's what you and I both assume, which positives and negatives. Negatives is, is going to be very bland, right? In the sense that it's going to be a lot of slants and a lot of flat routes. Like it's coming. It's the new curl routes. I'm just telling you. The positive is. You don't really have to think about this too much. And maybe this will be better for Dak in the sense of, hey, on first down, you're running uh, dragging, which is basically just a slant, flat combo. And you've done it a million times in practice. You've run it 500 times in the regular season. You know you can get six yards on it whenever you want. That part of it might help Dak a little bit just to get that first throw and moving the offense. Yeah, and
1: and and I think kind of simplifying the reads. Uh, I think you know the the reprogressions in a West Coast offense are a little bit more. Uh, I think triangle based, so it's it's yep. it's a, it's a lot easier read. You know, uh, single side field reads. You know, so you can kind of get a lot of options on one spot, and then kind of you know work the defense to find who's yep. open. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that that's the, the the concerns I have about the position moving forward. And I guess we can talk about that is. Uh, is is about learning the offense. It's about you know because it's West Coast offense is very verbose. It's you know a lot of times the play calls are extremely long. Um, you know the the benefit of having a Corel system is it's always easier to move from a West Coast offense to a Corel system because yep. Corel is numbered based. It's a lot more simplified. It's it's made specifically to be easily and quickly taught to people. So. Uh, it's not impossible. I'm certainly not and trying to apply that, but it is a little bit more of a learning curve than, than, than going the other way. So moving forward, I think a lot of what we're going to need to see Dak, you know, kind of improve on is part of what made him so good is having such a deep understanding of the offense that he was in. And yeah. so now he's kind of starting over in that sense with the McCarthy offense. Uh, and so how quickly can he kind of get up to speed, understand all the checks, understand like, you know, all the rules of everything, uh, you know, wh- where his hots are, what his audibles are, all of that stuff is, is you know, it's it's a task and, and it's the question becomes not if Dak can do it. I know Dak can do it, but how quickly can Dak get proficient to the level that he was previously with the last offense? That's that's a, a legitimate question that I think
0: we'll see as the season starts to go on. Got two more questions regarding the quarterback position as we go into the off season. Before you do that, we want to let you know about Blue Nile. Valentine's Day is coming up, which means romance is in the air more than usual. I will not need to tell you all lovebirds about this. Coming up, what, next Monday, next Tuesday? Oh, God. Isn't... You, you can tell that I'm, <laughs> I'm uh, ready. But if you're ready and you're ready to, to to pop the question, you can find Jewelry, as unique as she is, with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. At BlueNile.com, you can find the perfect piece of jewelry for life's special moments or even create the custom engagement ring of her dreams. They have simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile will then handcraft the perfect piece to your specifications. Blue Nile's diamond price guarantee allows you to compare a competitor's diamond against one of their own. Uh, If Blue Nile sometimes will even match or beat the price, Go check it out. Every order is insured, and it arrives quickly in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shipping is free, and so are returns. Right now, you can save up to 50% at BlueNile.com. That is BlueNile.com for up to 50% off. BlueNile.com. All right, Landon, my uh, my next question for you about the quarterback position is, with this being a brand-new offense, does Cooper Rush come back? He's an, he's he's an unrestricted free agent. I think it kind of makes sense that he follows Kellen Moore because he knows that offense so well and maybe helps out Justin Herbert. Do you anticipate there being a different backup quarterback next year?
1: I think I do actually. Um, And I agree. I think the value that you saw from Cooper Rush was a deep, deep understanding of how to run that offense and how to, to get the throws off quickly, understanding the reads, understanding all the ins and outs of the offense, and then just running it at a high level uh, and distributing the football. Uh, I think that you, for, for many of the reasons that I have concerns about the learning curve with Dak Prescott, uh, I think that it's triply so for Cooper Rush, right? Because Cooper's entire value really is based on his ability to run that offense very, very well. Uh, you know, Dak has value outside of the system. You know, as a physical physical value, uh, you know, experience value, mm-hmm. you know, just talent value. Uh, but Cooper Rush is a, largely a product of being uh, a, a you know a disciple of that of that offensive scheme and understanding how to work it. Could, again, could he learn a West Coast offense? Absolutely, he could. But during that time, he's just a less valuable piece as he would be going to. Uh, an offense uh, going to get ke- with Kellen Moore to, to LA to kind of run that offense as a backup. I, I think that there is a chance that Cooper rush may get some looks at, at, you know, at, at, at not not as a starter necessarily, but uh, you know, may, may get priced out certainly to what the, what the Cowboys want to pay for a guy who's not even doesn't have experience in this offense. So yeah. I, I tend to think that if Kellen Moore was back, that Cooper rush likely was going to be back. But since he isn't back, I don't really see the value necessarily of keeping. I see him go to the
0: Chargers, honestly. It just makes so yeah. much sense.
1: Yeah. It just doesn't make a ton of sense that he necessarily would stay here simply because of the reason that his value and, and his, you know, the reason he got the job is because of a deep understanding on how to run that
0: specific offense. And we're not running that offense. Anymore. The thing is, I mean, how many backup quarterbacks out there know the West Coast offense like the back of their hand? Like, are there any? I'm sure there are, right? Like, I, mean, I just can't think of off the top of my head. I mean, a lot of those. I mean, there's just not very many teams that run this West Coast style of offense anymore, right? Well, no, that's not necessarily true. I mean, every
1: every everyone in the Shanahan branch all probably have similar language, at least. You know, like I mean that. So I guess you're right in the sense that they may not have the experience running this type of of uh, of this type of West Coast. But I guarantee you that they can come in, understand what dragon means. Understand, you know what I'm saying?
0: Right. Like, understand. Well, what the I language. mean is like that—that that 31-year-old that's been a backup for seven years and that just yeah. knows this. Like, I don't, I don't know if there's a West Matt Coast. Schaub, if Matt right. Schaub was out there, you know, like, yeah, the guy I mean, who like, – right. Who, I, yeah. I just don't know who that guy. Is. I, listen, I'm, I'm sure there are out there. I, I just don't know any off the top of my, you know, head. But we'll see. Because I, I've got to imagine. First of all, Jerry Jones said they've made a mistake by not drafting more quarterbacks. I kind of agree. So it it feels like they're going to draft a quarterback this year. Oh,
1: definitely, definitely. And
0: then bring in somebody else because, listen, Dak has been banged up a lot over the last couple of years. You've got to get a viable backup quarterback in there. We'll see who it is. Are the Forty ers
1: going to keep Jimmy Garoppolo, Party, and Trey Lance? Uh, because maybe you see what? Bring uh, Josh doing? Johnson back. He's yeah. got to know every scheme in the world by now, right? At this point, yeah, right. Like actually, Josh Johnson is not the worst name, but no. I think yeah, he's he may be gone for a coaching job soon at some point because he's yeah. been with everything. Uh, uh, but someone like that yeah. wouldn't be the worst, you know? Like a veteran that's started some games that's been around for a long time.
0: You know, that's that kind of makes some sense as a uh, stopgap. Last question for you. Do you think 2023 is a make-or-break year for Dak Prescott? I think it depends on how soon. like you know, I, I,
1: He's got one more year of room for us to move the kind of guaranteed money around. I have a feeling that likely what they'll do is they'll restructure his contract this year, either add some years or just kind of push the money around, and then they're going to start working on a new contract. So if they're working on a new contract – The no, this is not, let me me
0: ask you, do you think they should?
1: Um, I, yeah, I think that they probably should. I I think that they should, they should look into, they don't have, look, you don't have anything on the horizon. Let's get something on the horizon before you're ready to like, start talking about moving past Dak. I mean, Dak is a very good quarterback. Like you're not moving past Dak. It's kind of like what's going on with the Kellen Moore situation. Honestly, like, I think that the Kellen Moore situation, like Kellen wanted to leave. So that, that added elements element to it. But in general, my argument before we knew that Kellen, you know, had his own desires to leave was why replace something that you don't necessarily know you have a better replacement for, like, you know, nothing is not a better option than Kellen Moore. Nothing is not a better option than Dak Prescott. So let's find an option that you would prefer more than Dak Prescott. And I don't want to hear Cooper rush from anyone that's (laughs) was saying it. Um, find another get develop somebody in in a system and let's get them ready. And then we can have a conversation about if you want to move on past Dak Prescott, because I I just think moving on for the sake of moving on without a plan is, is really bad team building to be honest.
0: Yeah. I mean, listen, I know there's people out there that even listen to this podcast that want the Cowboys to move on from Dak. Okay. It's whatever you got to tell me the option drafting somebody. Great. You pick a 26 this year there's going to be four to five quarterbacks gone before you pick. If you want to trade up from 26 to seven, it's going to cost you three first round picks and probably more than that. Teams just aren't going to trade back from seven to 26. So is that really what you want to do with a roster that's ready to win a Super Bowl? I, I, I don't know. I, I get that people feel like, Hey, he's maybe he's not good enough to, to go to toe to toe with Patrick Mahomes or whatever, not many quarterbacks are, but we have seen this in offense. the world. <laughs> right. The, yeah. We have seen this offense be really, really dynamic. I think rather than tearing it down, it's much easier to add one or two extra pieces to help out Dak, raise the floor a little bit to make your offense a little bit more stable game to game. That, that's my preferred strategy. I've got to believe the Cowboys feel the same way.
1: Uh, yeah, I hope so, because I think that that makes the most sense. Trying to just kind of keep throw quarter- throwing quarterbacks into the pile until you find a
0: Patrick Mahomes is not a strategy. It's just- I mean, ask the Jets, right? The Jets have this awesome roster that's held back because of their quarterbacks. We've seen Dak play bad in one playoff game, kind of bad in the San Francisco game last year, but how many games has Dak bailed out the defense over the course of his career because the defense had a bad game? look no further than their game against the Eagles this year where the defense gave up 30, whatever points it was against Gardner Minshew. So I think they're okay. I agree.
1: I think that they'll, they'll find a way to solve this. And if they don't, then, then uh yeah, it'll be time to move on. And hopefully they'll have a plan at that point. Like, you know, Just. even if you draft someone in the third or fourth round, who's a toolsy guy, give them a couple years in your system that might be a better option than just not having anything and trying to draft a quarterback at the bottom of round one that you hope can get you somewhere.
0: Absolutely. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you for making Lockdown Cowboys your first listen every day. Subscribe to the Lockdown NFL podcast and get daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories, plus in-depth analysis on the biggest games with NFL key predictions every Friday. And on Monday, local insiders cover the weekend with game-to-game episodes. Locked on NFL, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Landon, you and I will be back tomorrow to talk about running backs. It's your favorite juicy show. Can't wait for that one. Go follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. We'll see you guys next time.